the all-star app, the number one app in the business, UFC, Bellator, One Championship, PFL, and more. Get the app right now. Link in description. All right, Eddie, Extreme Tour. I like to call him the general, one of the generals out there at the gym. Thank you so much for coming through. Um, let's jump right into it. Bellator 286, Jeremy Kennedy, his fight against Aaron Pico. You know, you're in the corner. What a crazy sequence of events, man, in that fight. Yeah. When when you were sitting there cage side during round one, at what point did you know that the shoulder was hurt? Uh, when Jeremy had his back and he had kind of jacked his Aaron's shoulder up and I saw Aaron like hammer fisting it and then pointing at it, uh, I had some suspicion that something was going on with it. I didn't know it was to the extent that it was, you know, because um, yeah, Aaron's a warrior. He tried to get his coach uh, to put put it back in and keep going, you know. So, you know, respect to that guy. You hate to see something happen like that in a fight, you know. Uh, you want both guys to leave healthy and be able to go out there and, and showcase their skills and what they've been working on, you know. But um, it happens, you know. That's combat and combat sports, so. Definitely. The level of unpredictability there. Oh, definitely. And, you know, in that situation, you know the guy is injured, you know, and this is the hurt business. You know, I, I look at the shoulder being injured, like having a busted eye or maybe even a damaged mm -hmm. calf or something like that. Do you tell the, the fighter to attack it? Is that something you would do? Um, You know, I mean, I wouldn't specifically tell him what to do, but I'm definitely going to bring to his attention that there's an injury. You know, and Jeremy, knowing what he wants to do and what he's feeling in that situation or any fighter, you know, can choose to maybe, you know, at that point, strike a little bit more. You know, he's down an arm or go back to what you were doing because he's not being able to defend it, you know, mm -hmm. like the same. So, you know, I, I, I'm not I'm not going to be like, hey, you know, hurt this specific situation or part or whatever's going on more. I feel like they're probably going to do that already. I just. Mm -hmm. I just want to point it out. And it's not necessarily like hurt that area more. It's just take advantage of that opportunity given, you know. Definitely. Um, I go back to the the Jose Aldo Korean zombie fight where the Korean zombie, like you noticeably you saw his shoulder was mm. popped out and Jose just started kicking it, right? There wasn't the yeah. coach. I don't think the coaches say anything, but Jose saw that and said, hey, man, I'm going to finish the fight right here. Exactly. And, and you know, and that's what I expect from those guys, you know. Mm. I, I'm just going to point it out and I expect them to, you know, take advantage of the situation, you know, should it occur. Now, after the, the round was over, you see Brendan Gibson pulling on Pico's arm, trying to pop the shoulder back in. What's going through your mind watching that from the other side? Um, you know, to be honest, I didn't see that whole sequence of events. I was looking at Jeremy, but our third man in the corner, you know, we kind of have them get eyes on the opponent and watch what they're doing. And he was relaying that information, you know, about his shoulder was hurt, his shoulder was hurt. So, yeah, I saw the video afterwards. I was like, <laughs> I'm like, hey, that's all you could do, though. You know, just yeah. do your best, try to get it back in so he can finish the fight. You know, a lot, of people were, a lot of people were like attacking the doctor because the doctor should have came in and done, done something about the shoulder rather than the coach, right? Yeah, well, the doctor can't touch it. The doctor can't put the uh -huh. shoulder back in during the fight. So they're not even allowed to do that. All they could do is say, yes, you can continue or no, you can't. Yeah, what, was his was his clavicle broken? Is, did you find out exactly like what happened? No, his, his shoulder came out of the, uh -huh. completely out of the socket, 
you know, pretty much to the point where it was like, you know, even after the fight, you know, talk with Aaron, he's a class act always. Yeah. So is coach Gibson, all those guys, um, Jackson, Greg Jackson, all those guys are always real respectful. Everybody's real cool all camp. So, you know, I just wanted to tell him I was sorry for the sequence of events and that's how the fight had to end. And he was like, you know, told me, he's like, coach, my shoulder was all the way out. There was no way, or, you know, I should have continued that. So, you know, props to him for trying, but you know, it was bad. It was bad enough. Do you think they should run that back? Yeah. I mean, I don't see why not. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't see why not. Maybe not Jeremy's next fight. We're trying to get a quick turnaround, you know, hopefully against um, that kid that he called out in, in Ireland in his backyard. But, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. You know, I don't make those calls as far as like yeah. when and where. It's, you know, it's just one of those things. I don't know. It's almost like like if Pico would have won that fight, they might have fast-tracked him to maybe fight for the title. I feel like Jeremy could take that position and fight for the title next if everything works out. Yeah, I mean, I feel like either of those guys are ready. You know, they could go up there and perform. Um, you know, we'll always take you know, whatever route that they want to give us. I'm not into, you know, pushing guys towards a faster path than, than they want to go or that we all collectively as coaches and the team feel like they should go. But, uh, you know, experience-wise, I think, you know, Jeremy could, you know, could could do well. And I think matchup-wise, I think he's a, a good matchup there. He's a he's a tough guy to fight, you know. Yeah. He's yeah. he's a, he's a crazy grappler. And once he gets a hold of you, it's, it's, it's hard to get up from under him or, you know, get away from him. So, yeah, ever I think the last couple of years working at Extreme, he's become a completely different fighter under your guys's uh, guidance. Yeah, it's been nice to see him evolve. He works super hard. So, you know, for he's a good person. You know, he and his wife, they're good people. It's that he does everything right in and out of the cage and or in and out of the gym rather. And uh, so it's nice to see you know good things happen to to people like that. And um, yeah, I could say that about all the guys. You know, yeah. but. Um, you know, he's he's a pleasure to work with. And uh, it's been nice to watch him evolve both uh, from a stand up striking perspective and, uh, and a grappling perspective and also being able to blend the two. Yeah. Uh, another fighter that you've been working with for a couple of years now is uh, Casey O'Neill. She's become a top 15 fighter in the world. How has it been working with her and, and developing her overall game? Uh, it's been great. It's, and it's, it's great working with her. Uh, she works extremely hard. She does so many sessions a week. We actually had to pull her back a little bit, you know, from overworking herself. She's just such a hard worker. And uh, it's been nice to see the evolution, you know, that she's been able to do, uh, again, you know, her all around game, you know, bits everywhere. And, um, you know, and it, I think it showed in, in her success so far. You know, obviously a little bit of a, a bump in the road with the knee injury and the, and the surgery, but you know, she got cleared to start hitting again a couple of weeks ago. And I'm, I'll tell you, I mean, she, she's looking great and she's moving well and, um, you know, she really hits hard. So, and she's got that mean streak, which I think is a necessary thing, you know, so I, I expect her to, to really, really do well in the sport. Yeah, someone like her, you know, I've known Casey for a few years now, and she's always known for that. Like, she's known for doing too much. Like, she needs to relax. Like, how do you, like, do you have to get angry at her? Like, does she listen to you, like, right away? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I wouldn't say I have to get angry at her, but, yeah. uh, you know, there there definitely is that, you know, she, and she does. She respects 
the positions of her coaches and you know she listens you know it might it might take a couple times or a little bit of convincing or you know stuff like that but no she she does really well and she does great with feedback and constructive criticism and she's very coachable so you know sky's the limit for her she just keeps doing what she's doing yeah she's she's very close to the top and when you look at the top at, at flyweight you know you got valentina she looked pretty much almost unbeatable the last couple of fights then she fought um damn what's her name it slips my mind right now santos yeah so yeah santos right and santos had a, a a great game plan executed it well a lot of people thought she won that fight and then when i look did. at the yeah and when i look at the top 15 and i look at skill sets i look at casey as the one that probably if she you know as she develops more not the next fight but in a couple of fights no could be the one to dethrone her right yeah i mean she definitely has the capability um again her you know we touched on you know not rushing somebody uh, and her more so than anybody it's like she's young she's just getting started uh, let's start it in the ufc per se i mean not just she's she's had four fights in the ufc now but you know there's no reason to rush her to that position you know because then where do you go from there so we just want to continue to gain experience and momentum uh gain confidence and experience in the fights as she's as she's moving up the ranks and just take it a little bit at a time, kind of chip away at it. She said to me that she's dancing with the idea of uh, dropping to 115 because the best fighters are in the in the world are at, at straw weight. What do you think about that move? I mean, if, if she can make that weight, I, I could tell you right now, there's, that's a very slim possibility. And she walks around fit. You know, mm -hmm. She works really hard. She It's not like she's... She's got a whole lot of weight to lose there. So she's going to have to dip into quite a bit of muscle mass. So I'm not sure. I mean, she's doing so well at 25. I, you know, yeah. why why fix something that's not broken? Exactly. You know, I look at it like that, too, as well. Um, Cody Stamen, man, he got a huge win in his last fight against uh, Eddie Wyland in June. Any updates on him? No, we're just waiting. We've been waiting since then. He's been trying to get a fight, you know, essentially – he wanted the, the next week to get out there and fight. You know, obviously his, his fight his finish was really fast. So um, no damage and he was ready to go. So we've been staying busy. We've, we've been working nonstop. We're, you know, pretty much from a couple weeks out from that fight, we're just always on that borderline to being able to start camp. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he's, he's, he's done a lot uh, in the sport already. And, um, he works really hard and he's a student of the game and the improvements that I saw over the last two camps with him have been astounding. Like he's progressed considerably. So it would be nice to see him go out there and get to use that and show, show some of that stuff. Cause obviously he's a wrestling powerhouse. Yeah. Um, but I mean, the kid can box, the kid's got hands and he's got quick kicks and stuff. So it'd be nice to see him use all that stuff. And, uh, you know, continue to, to to do well and be successful. But we're ready yeah. to go. We're just waiting on a call. We just, you know, kind of got played around with some opponents and we were we were game for it and then nothing really ever happened for it. So we'll see. Yeah, he's a guy that I look at. Not many guys stylistically want to fight him. You know what I mean? You know, he's had some tough losses, but he's come back, you know, got a win, quick win. And, and man, he just, he's a workhorse, man. You've seen him, like, the wrestling's crazy. Like you said, his boxing, like, his movement is getting better. You see little incremental improvements, even in the losses. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he 
he does again that's another guy that does everything that you're supposed to do you know takes care of himself both in and out of the gym and trains really hard and and does what he's supposed to be doing so you know he's a good person too he's a you know, really good guy um so you know you want success for people like that yeah and i've talked to him a few times and he's a realist like he'll say exactly like it is you know what i mean even for himself and in the position he's in and i and there's something to say about guys like that yeah absolutely i mean you rather hear the truth out of somebody's mouth and not necessarily like what they're saying them instead of them just bullshitting you now you got to question whether or not they're what they're saying is even true so you know i always respect somebody if they tell it like it is you know definitely and and another guy juicy j man what a story you know what has it been like riding that roller coaster uh it's it's been a roller coaster for sure but you know he's so talented and what he does in the gym um if he could translate and he did in his last fight he did but it's like if he could translate a shred of that over to the competition night like that kid is going places in the division um stylistically height and reach you know both the ability to strike and be dynamic in in his striking and you know i don't think people understand how good his grappling and his jujitsu is as well i mean you know maybe if they've watched him and followed him but um you know He's one of those guys, though, that, again, if, if he could just – and he did. He, he translates it over. I mean, he's going to give a lot of people in that division a, a really, really tough fight. You know, he's a hard guy to fight. So it was nice to see him go out there, you know, as the underdog against a guy, you know, with good Muay Thai striking for MMA and uh, good Muay Thai in general and on a seven-fight win streak, you know, for him to go out there and – work a fight that was you know like a master class fight um yeah i was super excited for him i was super pumped for him. his last couple fights you know he's done great but he could get a little chaotic at times and you know and then we coach casey and i get stressed out in the corner and lose a couple years of our life so (laughs) it was nice that i wasn't as stressed this past fight (laughs) yeah well the the fads love that part of him though you know i mean the part yeah how could you not right (laughs) yeah right and you know what you're going to get with him. Like, he's always yeah. going to be a fight of the night contender, just depending yeah. on who he's fighting, you know? so. Yeah, I love to see the success of him. You know what I mean? He's a guy that kind of just put his head to the to the ground or his nose to the grindstone and just, just worked hard. And, and now you're getting to see that success three in a row. He's just getting better with age. What is a matchup that you would like for him to see in, for him next? Um... You know, we, we tossed around a couple ideas of opponents. Um, you know, I think he mentioned a couple of them in his post-fight interview after his last fight. So, you know, stuff like that. Like, he wants to fight somebody similar build and size um, that also likes to strike, you know. So, you know, I don't mind that for him. You know, typically in his division, he's always fighting guys a lot smaller than him, um, you know, trying to wrestle him. So, you know, we'll see. There's a, there's a, there's a couple guys in that division, uh, and I'm drawing a blank on those names in this last post-fight interview. Yeah, I'm drawing a blank as well. <laughs> I forgot what he said. Um, who's coming up next, man, for you from the squad? Um, well, so we uh, we had an opponent, and I, I believe he said no. 
so Julian would have been up November 19th, I believe. So we might be looking at still that card or on the December 3rd card. We'll see. Uh, hopefully Cody gets his call for that December 3rd card as well or something around there. We're looking to fight both those guys, you know, uh, before the year's up. Um, I have uh, St. Lion who fights over in one championship, Gardashan. Yeah. Uh, he's fighting December 3rd uh, for the number three spot. So the winner okay. will take that. And um, that's over in the Manila. And then, uh, you know, possibly looking at Casey O'Neill coming back up in March on a, a UK card. So we'll see. No no opponent uh, for that yet as well. But uh, but a couple of those coming up. Uh, young kid in the gym, up and comer, uh, Abijah. He's fighting, I believe, this month in a couple weeks. Um, so, you know, look to see him continue to make the improvements uh, in his wrestling game and, uh, you know, because he's got such great striking. So we'll see if he can blend that over, you know, and be able to utilize both. Man, that's a that's a hectic schedule right there. Just that. And I know things are going to pop up in between those fights as well. Yeah, of course. Of course. You know, we got some other guys fighting this month. Uh, Aleko's fighting this month. Mm-hmm. Um, another guy in the gym. Uh, up and comer, great teammate, you know, always working hard. So, yeah, there's always there's always some stuff in the mix. And, you know, like you said, those last minute calls where uh, if you stay ready, then uh, you're able to jump on those opportunities. Right. So yeah, that's the main thing. Yeah. yeah. And being in Vegas, man, how convenient is that for you having so many UFC guys? Yeah, it's nice. You know, I grew up here, so it was uh, it was both an honor and a privilege for myself when I was training and competing to have the coaches and the gyms and the teams that we had here, even though this was before uh, the days of extreme couture and syndicate and stuff. Um, It was a lot more fractured up, but um, yeah. And then, you know, transitioning over to coaching and having Las Vegas, the home of the UFC and, you know, then building the facilities out here and having the gym like extreme couture with the coaching staff that we do. Um, and the the people in the room, which is another thing that draws people out. You know, it's not just the coaches. They know that they're going to get goes with some of the best guys in the world. Um, Sun Sal's out right now training for his fight. You know, he's doing his thing. So it's, uh, it, it's a, a blessing. And I'm very grateful uh, to be able to be in this city and be in a position to where, you know, we get so many talented guys both on the mat to coach, uh, in the room coaching. And then people coming in doing seminars or, or stuff like that, you know, it's it's a great experience both professionally and personally and, you know, getting to continue to evolve and grow and learn as a coach, I think is important. So it's it's nice to be surrounded by coaches that we continue to push each other and learn from. Yeah, man, it's, it's great to see that even your growth, man, in, in coaching the past couple of years, is, uh, it's skyrocketed. You know, what I mean, you see it in your the performance of the fighters, right? Yeah, you know, to an extent, and as a coach, it's like, if they win, it's like, well, they did that. You know, if Mm -hmm. they lose, it's like, you take it all on uh, what you could have done or should have done, didn't do, did do. Um, And, you know, you you have to learn from that. But, you know, both the losses and the wins, can't hang your hat on it. You know, you got to just move on and, you know, what's coming up next. You know, you celebrate a little bit and you, you enjoy it or you know, you do some uh, you do some brainstorming and soul searching, try to figure out what went wrong and 
you know, and you put your notes down and figure out a game plan. And then you just got to move forward, both, you know, losses and wins. So, uh, I've, you know, it's been nice getting the experience that I've got with the, the caliber of fighters that I've got, because as much as, uh, I, they learn from me as a coach, you know, I learn from them as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's and like so many years ahead of you, man. It's 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 hard to say like where you will be in five, ten years. You know, who knows? Like the yeah, who Never knows? Know. Who's gonna be a champion? Who knows what's gonna happen? But yeah, man, all the best of luck to you.